Welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the better part of a decade, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member and now longtime annual pass holders, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. From Disney bounding to pin trading, exclusive items and all the food, we've fully immersed ourselves in the culture that Walt built. We've done it all and have made some great friends and memories over the years. We'll be sitting down with friends and other Disney junkies to share our stories and advice. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland history and trivia and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disneyland journey with you. This This is is Magic Magic on on Main Street. And here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Welcome back, everybody. It's episode seven. Hello. I am Sean. I'm Tabitha. And with us, as always, is the Colonel, the man who makes us sound great. It's Daniel Proc. <laughs> at DinoProc95 on Instagram. With us, as always, the moocher upstairs. Worst roommate ever. Worst roommate ever. Doesn't even pay a dollar of rent. Mm-mm. It's Kenzie Lee. Hi. All right. And don't forget about our little mascot. It's Scar the Kitten. Uh, He's seeping right there. Good. Keep him there. All righty. We have a humongous show. Every show is humongous. Ginormous. It's ginormous is an understatement. Like the toilets on Elf. Yeah, we're talking about stuff in the news. We've got all kinds of merch like always. Cool hidden Mickey with the kid. No wonder I can't save any money. I know. Merch is killing me. I'm overweight. I'm out of money. (laughs) It's all because of... Disneyland merch Doggone and Disneyland, Disneyland food. We've got slow weekend food, but there's still food out there. Mm-hmm. Some events coming up and our big topic, Rise of the Resistance. Ooh, ooh. Or Rise of the Resistance ooh. with our buddy Cameron. <gasps> Yay. Yay. Hooray. Good times. <laughs> Daniel's hands were dancing. I wish everybody at home could have seen that. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with his hands. Oh my gosh. But again, huge show. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll keep it as brief. We're not going to keep it brief. What are we talking about? Let's try. We'll try. But <laughs> it's a lot of show, everybody. So buckle up. Get ready. Here we come with news. News, news, news. Dun, dun. News. All right. <laughs> We gotta get Stupid. we gotta get some jingles on this show. We will. Our music woman is sick. Our so. music director. Yeah, so yeah. She's, she's currently sick. She is very sick. I we'll get you guys soon. Don't worry. I promise. Yeah, we're gonna have jingles. It's yes. happening. All right. So up first in news, we've got closures. Everything that we've talked about before. Yes. Still closed. It's also closed. Grizzly River Run is going to be drained for an annual refurbishment, and they're coming back on Valentine's Day. It's already Day. been drained. It is dry it's as a whistle. Yeah, drained out. Back on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Uh, what else is closed down? Uh, Carthay Circle, the lounge, and It'll the It'll be open in a couple of days. We'll be opening up soon. Um, the carousel is down. Snow White is down. Haunted Mansion is down. Those are the big ones that are getting quite a few things done to them. Sailing Ship um, Columbia this weekend is closing for a couple of days. Not yes, too long. No, they're just doing a quick little in and out. 
But then the bakery tour is going to be opening up February 11th. Get all your bread again. Mm -hmm. And Jesse's Critter Carousel. uh, They're going to be down towards the end of the month, but they're open right now. So get your last rides in. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. What else in news? Um, The new Disney Vacation Club Tower at the Disneyland Hotel released uh, concept art. This is so exciting. It's going to be pretty big. So for those of you that don't know, there was a whole lot of... uh, shenanigans going on with uh, a proposed new hotel at the Disneyland Resort. It was supposed to go out into the city. It ended up being in downtown Disney. Everything got scrapped. Now they're saying that it is put on hold indefinitely. Right. And in quotes, there was a, do not worry, this is two separate projects. So who knows what the heck is actually going on. This one is actually the Disney Vacation Club Tower at Disneyland Hotel. And it's going to be, if you're familiar with where the Simba lot is, it's just between like the Simba lot and the Frontier Tower. And then back towards Walnut Street, which is the back of the resort. Yeah. So if you've walked the grounds of the Disneyland Hotel, you'll you know that there's like kind of a big like lawn area over there from what it looks like in the plans. It looks like it's going about right there. Yeah. And it's going to be a big one. Twelve stories. Mm hmm. It's going to have a two-story lobby with open-air floor plan. That's going to be pretty. Bunch of rooms. 350 rooms. And so it's like larger studios, which is the bulk of it, Mm -hmm. and then smaller two-person studios. And then they also have two-bedroom suites, and then uh, some one-bedroom suites and two grand villas. Let's get that grand villa. Yeah, it's it's a lot. of It looks, I mean... We haven't seen anything, but as far as like their plans go, it looks to be something great. Yeah. And then in addition to the rooms, they also included a Mickey shaped spa and an outdoor pool bar. Ooh, a pool bar. Mm -hmm. I know where I want to be this summer. Uh, Yeah. Too bad it's not open this summer. Uh, 2023. That was my way to segue into it. (laughs) Yeah. So their proposed completion is 2023. um, But with the permits, they are saying that construction may take up to four years, which could delay that 2023 opening. But we shall see. Disney's been known to pull off some crazy deadlines. So Sometimes. Yeah, other times they just drag their feet for as long as they want to. Right. You never know. All right, so that's really exciting news. Yeah. And I think that's it for the news. News, news, news. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have some shout outs that I want to give. Uh, you know, everybody's been so great and supportive. All of our friends are just so excited about what we've got going on with this podcast, but there are a few folks that I want to say a special thank you to our top four listeners right now. This is, uh, this is really exciting for us because, you know, we're going to Disneyland already. We're getting this information, you know, for us as well. So, you know, this is a fun thing for us, but it does cost a little bit of money. A little bit. Uh, just a little. You know. <laughs> uh, with all the research we're doing for food and merchandise, we don't have to buy it all, but, you know, it helps for the cause. Uh, you know, it is costing a little bit of money, so we did start a Patreon. We pitch it at the end of our shows usually. Uh, but we have our first four subscribers this week. Woohoo! I know. I'm so excited. So thank you so much to Joy and Jen and also our buddy Patrick and Karin. And Dam and Eric, thank you so much for supporting us. Thanks, guys. We love you. 
And just so you know, these supporters, you know, they're spending as low as two bucks a month. Mm -hmm. And that's going to get you early access to our show, ad-free listening. And if you go up in the tiers, you'll see that you'll get like a free vinyl sticker. We've got a cool enamel pin that we're working on for our higher tier. uh, And all kinds of really cool perks like a monthly entry in our giveaway. So a lot of cool stuff. And also it supports the cause We're you know, we're, we're doing a lot of work and, and it's a blast and we're going to continue to do it no matter what, but we'd really love your support. So if you want some more information, go over to patreon.com slash magic on main street. So again, thank you to our friends and let's keep doing it. Yeah. Going to take a little break. You know, what sounds really good right now. What? Chocolate covered strawberries. That does sound really good. Right? Doesn't that sound good? It sounds so good. Good thing our friends at Sugar Crush Bake Shop are having a special for Valentine's Day. Really? Really. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. What how, What, what are the odds? That is such a coincidence. Which brings us to our sponsor for this week's show, Sugar Crush Bake Shop. You can find them at Sugar Crush Bake Shop underscore on Instagram. Uh, our good friend, Dam, is a Le Cordon Bleu graduate, and she's whisking up treats for all types of events. And she's got all kinds of great stuff. Cakes and cookies and chocolate-covered strawberries. Macarons. Macarons. <laughs> and uh, she's doing a little something different this year. So she's going to do the strawberries. Uh, but she's also going to be doing these little package treats. Half a dozen uh, conversation hearts. Half a dozen of heart or circle-shaped macarons. Or half and half of each. And they're so cute. Yes, they are. They're very, very cute. And she does great work. And if you want to impress your Valentine this year... Give her a holler. Uh, quantities are limited. Mm-hmm. So let's get those orders in now. Heck Again, yeah. Instagram, Sugar Crush Bake Shop underscore. Or email her at Sugar Crush Bake Shop at hotmail.com. Nom nom cookie. Nom nom cookie. We're back. We are back. And we have so much stuff to talk about with merch. So much merch. It's never ending. I'm going to go bankrupt. I need to take out a second mortgage on our house. Yeah. (laughs) So we actually saw an entire collection of what they're calling retro Disneyland or totally tubular. Yeah. I'm calling it 80s dad. <laughs> uh, there's a collection that's ranging from $16.99 all the way up to $69.99. But they pre-discount. Had, pre-discount. But they had a spirit jersey, t-shirt, a two-sided fanny pack, uh, dad button-up is what I'm calling it. But that's like $60 dad button-up. It's expensive Yikes. and it's real ugly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. Uh, we'll put up a collection on our Instagram of these ones. Uh, but they also have a tracksuit jacket, which is red. It says Disneyland all over it. Uh, has a um, a D emblem over the chest. And then they've got a full sweatsuit, gray sweats with like a retro Disneyland logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got, this was interesting. I want it. <laughs> Wait for it. Uh, they have this really cool sweatshirt uh, with a pouch, but so it's like not a regular a hoodie, hoodie, but, it's but not no hoodie. hoodie. No hood. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, and then they have this really, it's actually a really cool dad hat. I like it. Your dad hat. It's great. So, yeah. So, that's the totally tubular collection, bro. I like it. Um, What else? 
There's some new card holders. So, you know, like the little slim wallets that just hold like a couple cards in them. Yeah. They have like the little like strap with the button. Yeah. Um, they released, I think, like four four or five different designs. Hang on. Let me see. One, two, three, four. They released five different designs. Um, they have a Haunted Mansion one. And the, like the little button part has the Madame Leota on it that they put on that um, Haunted Mansion phone case that has the pop socket. No way. Yeah. I want she's it. real, real cute. Oh, wait. I want everything. True. Um, they got a black and white Star Wars one that has like the like the stars looking like you're blasting off into light speed. Um, there's a blue oh. Mickey one that has a bunch of little Mickey balloons in different colors. Okay. A Mickey ice cream bar one that's got little brown ice cream bars. Mm-hmm. And a black and red Mickey Mouse one that has little Mickey ear hats on it. Oh, fun. They're really cute. $14.99. I need a new wallet. <sighs> we need a new everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, there was also some cool pins you just saw. Yes, the Disney Princess Tiara pins. They're Disney Parks pins. Um, super duper duper cute. They did a Belle, an Ariel, and a Rapunzel. Um, the aerial tiara looks like it was designed after her little shell bra. It's got purple and pearls and a little bit of green in there twined in there. Um, the Rapunzel one looks just like the crown entangled, like exactly. It's super, super cute. And the bell one is adorned with little red jewels and little roses on it. Very cute. And those are $12.99 a piece. All right. Uh, we took a trip down through, uh, Disneyana. This past weekend. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are collectors, you know, we do talk a lot lot about merch, but if you're a collector of fine art or statues or anything like that, Disneyana is the place to go. If you haven't been there in a while, they've got a lot of really great stuff right now. uh, So one of their, I don't know if, if you've been in there recently, they've been featuring parks designer collection ears and headbands Mm -hmm. and right now they've got one it's by a guy named dave perillo or dave perillo i'm sorry for butchering it sir uh so this one is actually the disney parks designer collection musical mickey ear hat so it's the classic cap with the mickey ears on it but it's got this uh kind of like 50s uh art vintage yeah vintage uh mickey mouse tall lanky mickey mouse playing some instruments Really cute. Uh, we'll put that up on our Instagram. Uh, those those are fifty eight dollars. Uh, so not too bad. Uh, when we got your Princess Leia ones, they were eighty five. Oh, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So these ones aren't too bad. They also have kind of in the same style as this musical Mickey. They're not related, but it is kind of that same style where it's like a retro look. Uh, they've got the limited edition Minnie Mouse main attraction figure. So we saw this at Disney on and also over at New Century Jewelers next to the Emporium. And it's a super cute figure. It's $119, uh, but it's uh, it's a really cute kind of homage to Main Street. Uh, and so on her skirt, it's like sketched out pictures of Main Street. It's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, it's really cute. Uh, so, but that is limited edition. So, if you want to get something like that, you got to get on it quickly. So, again, New Century Jewelers, Disney on, and Shop Disney had them. So, give them a look. They have a lot of Haunted Mansion stuff still. A lot. Because it was the 50th. It is the 50th. Uh, and so, they put out a lot of great merchandise, including statues. Uh, they've got some really great paintings. Uh, they had some some light boxes. All kinds of really great stuff. Um, but one thing that's standing out for me right now 
and it's been there for a little while. Uh, so I don't know how long it's going to be there still, but they have a haunted mansion custom electric guitar and it's actually in the vault. If you've been to Disney on you know, right up front, they've got like a bank vault. If you've not been to Disney on it before, go what check it out. <laughs> it's a really fun, it's a really fun fixture. Cause they put like this really exclusive item in the, you know, a vault and it looks really cool. So this, this haunted mansion custom electric guitar, it was made by Mineric guitars in Las Vegas, Nevada. Or Mineric. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Mineric Guitars in Las Vegas, Nevada. But it was hand-painted by a guy named Craig Fraser, And it combines brushwork and airbrush uh, paintings. Uh, and on the front and the back, it's got blacklight effects. They only made 13 of these things. And they're really cool looking. They have inlays done with Mother of Pearl, Abalone, and other semi-precious stones. And the guitar itself has the same number of hidden Mickeys as the gar- the guitar number suggests. So number 13 has 13 hidden Mickeys. I love that. Isn't so that cool? Much. I really like that. And I was staring at this one. Uh, so it's uh, the one that they're, they're displaying right now is number three. And I was looking for, I found two of them. I need to give it another look. Good job. Yeah, but it was a, uh, it's a really cool deal. Um, they also have on the outside of the case, uh, they're numbered and signed by the artist, Craig Fraser and the guitar builder, Mark Mineric. Hmm. I really like it. It's uh, a little pricey though. A little bit. <laughs> the front of it has the haunted mansion um, crest kind of as a centerpiece, the haunted mansion in the background, and then the hitchhiking ghost up front. It's really cool. Uh, but this is not just a knickknack. This is a collector piece. Yeah. Uh, and this thing's running a little bit hot. It's uh, $13,000 for this guitar. <gasps> yeah. So, but it's beautiful. It's great work. Very, very custom. So cool stuff. Mm-hmm. What else did we see? Oh, they have that evil queen stained glass. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. So it's probably what? A couple feet tall. Yeah. It's, uh, it's what you would see in Fantasyland with the evil queen kind of looking through the window. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a gorgeous piece. And then another really unique piece that I saw there was they have a kind of artsy castle picture, but it's actually a quilt. It's really pretty. It's really, really pretty. It's also pricey. Yeah. How much was that? About three grand. You know, yeah. Like, like 2,800. Yeah. 2,895, I think. Uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty pricey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so again, these aren't just little collectibles. These are these are art installations in your home. Yeah. So that's why they're going to cost a little bit more. A little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I had a conversation with Kenzie about how expensive it was because it was all real art and not just random pieces from Walmart. And then she said, oh, this one's only this much. I was like, you're not allowed <laughs> to say anything's only this much money until you have a job. Not until you have a job. Exactly. So yeah, uh, what else? A lot of new watches out right now. So many watches. There's some that are decently priced, um, and there's one that's up there, but it's really, really pretty, and it's Ellie, so it it's makes worth sense. it. Um, so there's four, four or five different new watches. Um, they came out. They have a rose gold and gray Mickey watch, which is really, really cute. That one's sixty four ninety nine. Um, a silver Mickey watch. It just has like little tiny. Uh, Mickey Mouse heads on it, $64.99. There's a snack time one, which I really, really like. It's It's really cute. um, A pretzel, a donut, a Mickey ice cream bar, and a Dole Whip on it. 
super cute and it's got a red band. That one's also $64.99. There is a gold Mickey watch. Um, it just has like a big old Mickey on it. And then for the different hour times, um, it's just little Mickey heads. Uh, that one is for $74.99. So that one's a little bit more expensive. Um, they have an oh boy watch. Oh boy. Good job. I'm glad you did it because I don't do it very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that one's got Mickey, Goofy, Donald, and Pluto on it. That one's $64.99. Um, there's a Minnie Mouse one that's got a little bit of sparkle sparkle to it. That one's at $54.99. A um, just traditional Mickey Mouse watch with a striped band, $54.99. And the one that I really, really, really like, and I think it's because it's very sparkly, is the Cinderella's carriage watch. Oh, that's really cute. I like that one. It's got a lot of glitz and glamour to it. That one's one of the more expensive ones. It's $74.99. And then at the bottom of the list, they've got a castle one. That that one's really, really cute, too. It's got a daintier band on it. It's a lot thinner than the other ones, um, but it's really cute. And that one is going for $64.99. Yeah, so those are all the, the I guess, regular like series of watch. Yeah. It's the Disney parks jewelry collection. Yeah. Uh, but they also have a ton of citizen watches and those are between like three fifty and 500. Uh, and well up to actually the highest end right now that we saw was eight ninety five, I think, or eight fifty. Um, but they've got a Walton Mickey partners statue watch. It's like their silhouette. They've got a Minnie mouse watch, uh, black and diamond, uh, Mickey mouse, They've got a Walt Disney signature and um, Cinderella Castle watch. So they're really pretty watches. Um, But then to kind of round out that collection, we saw one of the prettiest watches I've seen there, which was a Snow White Disney Princess series of Citizen watches. And this one is Snow White. And it's adorable. It's really, really pretty. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But it's limited edition of 820. There's only 820 in the world. And it's got a mother of pearl dial with gold tone hands, a charming vine and bird motif, and alternating diamond accent and gold tone markers. And then there's an additional diamond and red crystal accent along the bezel. And then on the back is in it's engraved and it says fairest of them all. It's super cute. Uh, but another reason this is a pretty pricey watch is because it's part of the eco drive uh, series with citizen. It's technology that harnesses not the power from the sun, but any light as a source of energy. So it never needs a battery. I love that. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, it's a watch that's definitely worth buying just because they make great watches, but this one is such a cute watch because you know, it's Snow White themed. And we were talking with the cast member about it. One of the cutest parts of the watch is actually the box that it comes in. <laughs> yeah, it's got a really pretty blue box and it's got like gold inlay and it's uh, got some really pretty uh, red crystals and it's really pretty. They did a good job. Yeah, I really, I really, really like that one. If I could afford it, I'd get it. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> hey, By the way, Patreon. did you know that we have a Patreon? <laughs> dumb but i always said if we make enough money on this show we will buy merch and give it away not all of it (laughs) some of it um yeah so that's merchandise and now it is time for hidden mickeys with the kid hey kenzie hello all right uh so you've got a new hidden mickey for us this week yes i do so is this week's hidden mickey on an attraction 
Yes, it is. And which attraction is it? Peter Pan's Flight. All right. Okay, so which section of Peter Pan's Flight? In the London scene. In the London scene. Okay, cool. So where exactly is it then? It's on Big Ben. Okay, so Big Ben sits in the middle of the room. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what do you see on Big Ben? You see Peter, Wendy, Michael, and John. And if you look on the opposite side of them, above that clock face in the top window, you will see a full body Mickey. A full body Mickey. Yeah. That's a very special hidden Mickey. Because normally folks, (laughs) normally hidden Mickeys are just a Mickey head, just the, the three circles. Yeah. So having a full body Mickey, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. That's a good find. Yeah. And you've actually seen this one? Yes. Awesome. So everybody keep an eye out on Peter Pan's flight. It's a great attraction already. And now you know about one of the most exclusive hidden Mickeys out there, a full body. Totally awesome. Yeah. All right, Kenzie Lee, thank you so much for joining us again. (laughs) You're welcome. And that was Hidden Mickeys with the Kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's been kind of a slow week for food. A little bit. I think, well... We just haven't gotten around to Lunar New Year foods yet. So once we get into that, we're going to be full. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, we haven't really tried anything new. That's not true. <sighs> You're right. We tried the Toydarian swirl. Green milk. Green milk. From the, pretty good. From the milk stand. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't terrible. I have to say, I will admit when I'm wrong. And I said that I would not enjoy this. I actually like this version better than the regular green milk. Which is saying a lot because I don't like chamoy. I don't like mango. It's just not flavors for me. Uh, And I really actually, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. But I definitely liked it better than the regular green milk. But we also tried cheese puffs. Yeah. They're like garlic, parmesan, cheese puffs. They were... Not my jam. <laughs> Carry gum or Altoids because they're stinky. Not my They're very stinky. Jam. But the saving grace right now on Batu, that hot chocolate at Ronto Roasters. It's, it's so good. It's real, real bomb. But you're a little bit sad this time around when yeah. we saw it this weekend because they weren't putting the shimmer on there. I told you. I they know. were going to get lazy and they did. I know. But it's still delicious. Still the best cup of hot chocolate I've ever had. Uh, yeah. One thing to keep in mind is they don't keep it very hot. No, nah, mine was so, ice cold before we got out of Fantasyland. Yeah, so drink it quick. It's uh, it, They serve it to you not scalding hot, so you can start drinking it right away. Something to keep in mind. Disneyland tip. Bow. All right. What's next? Events. All right. Yeah, so Food and Wine Festival starts on February 28th towards the end of the month. And that runs through April 21st. Long time with lots of food. Lots of food. But they also just announced something very interesting. Yes. The Uh, 2020 Disney Culinary Adventure Tour. Yes. So they'll be taking you backstage through one of the kitchens. They do advise actually on the event page, you need to wear closed-toed, non-slip shoes. Because you will be in a working kitchen. Ah. They don't want anybody falling on their bums. Or any hot soup on your toes. Soup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it looks really interesting. But they are only doing it Wednesdays and Thursdays through the event at 1.30 p.m. And it's going to be $100 per person. 
Kind of cool. Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. I can't get there on a Wednesday or Thursday at one thirty no. because I work, yeah. but, but I would do it if I could. Sounds pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, they're going to have a winemaker reception at Carthay Circle. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be three different days and three different vineyards. They're going to have Skywalker Vineyard on March 20th, mm-hmm. Fess Parker on March 27th, and then Silverado Vineyard on April 10th. And that's going to be at 7 and 8 p.m. And that'll be $110 per person. But if you're a wine head and you want some uh, some fancy dancy wines from local and or famous wineries, this is it. Mm-hmm. And they're also going to offer a whole bunch of different seminars um, throughout the duration of the event at Sonoma Terrace. They're going to be about wine, beer, mixology, all kinds of stuff. And we'll get more into that the closer we get to um, food and wine festival because there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. That's right. And speaking of food, the Lunar New Year celebration is going on still through February 8th. And that means food. Yes. And don't worry, we haven't forgotten. We will be trying it's coming. it this week. We're going this weekend. We're going to try the food. We're going to do the sip and savor pass again. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a blast. And I can't wait. I'm getting my stomach ready. Um, num, num. It's going to be so great. Really exciting. Just something that was announced this past weekend. They're adding some more Disneyland After Dark events and a new date was released. So August 27th, that's a Thursday, during Star Wars Celebration at the Anaheim Convention Center, they're going to have Disneyland After Dark Star Wars Night. I'm so really amped about this one. Me too. Yeah. A lot of people are planning on going. So get your tickets. Get your tickets. <laughs> they have announced the date, but they have not Released, launched tickets yeah. yet. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for you. We'll post something on our Instagram. It might be a good idea. This is a good opportunity for you to follow our Instagram and turn on post notifications because mm-hmm. we are breaking news sometimes. And uh, this is going to be something you're going to want to know. So, yeah, turn on post notifications. You'll know What's as it soon hurt? as we know. You will. So, speaking of Star Wars, we had a chance to talk to a great friend of ours mm-hmm. about Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Hooray! We're going to take a little bit of a break, but we will be right back to talk about this amazing experience that we had on Disneyland's latest attraction. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is the special spoiler episode. Oh, warning. 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 Uh, So today we're actually going to talk about Rise of the Resistance, the new attraction in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Uh, We talked about the boarding groups and how to get involved with the ride. But now we're talking spoilers. If you have not ridden the ride, turn me off now. This is your one chance. Five. Four, three, two. Darth Vader is Luke's father. <gasps> you oh, didn't even say one. Man. That was a good spoiler. Oh my god! But we're not going to do this alone. We have a special guest today. Dun, da, da, da. So our good friend Cameron, he is also known as Sir Keggy on Instagram. And that is, I'm going to spell it for you. Let's do a spelling. At S-I-R-K-E-A-G-G-Y. What was that? You even did a dance. Yeah. You got a jingle, bro. But anyway, welcome, Cameron. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So Cameron is becoming the the king of Batu. Uh, (laughs) This guy is a lunatic. 
Um, so I actually had the pleasure of meeting Cameron. What is it? Five years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. At a yeah. Star Wars celebration in Anaheim. Uh, he actually introduced us to a little costuming club known as the 501st Legion. Talked me into buying my first TK Stormtrooper armor that day. And ever since then, we've just been kind of putzing around in plastic armor. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. So we've had a chance to troop together. Uh, we met when you were living in Vegas, right? Yeah, I was still in Vegas at the time. Yeah. So we, uh, we've we had a, a rare opportunity to play uh, dress up as Star Wars characters together. But most recently, this was just about a week and a half ago. Uh, I was invited to be on Cameron's crew for his 100th run on Smuggler's Run at Galaxy's Edge. And that was so much fun. We had such a good time. Uh, Had a lot of good conversation in the line and then uh, went and uh, he killed it on the pilot right position. uh, And and then we had some fun over at Ogus Cantina. Played some Sabacc. Yeah, that, Yeah. that was a good time. All of us learning that game for the very first time. Yeah, I still think we're Galaxy's Edge has been open since May of I know, last right? year. <laughs> I know. I still think we were cheating, but it's it's. I mean, yeah, I won but that's so part of the box. Exactly, you know? exactly. And I'm Harry. Lando like, cheats. Like a, you know. Oh yeah. I'll be the the Wookie. Um, well, you've got a pretty good Wookie face too. Uh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> um, but we invited Cameron here today because we would really like to talk about Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance at galaxy's edge uh it just opened on uh january 17th we were complete lunatics and decided to camp out in front of disneyland uh you got there at 9 p.m yeah well just shortly after that got i had worked that day got off work headed uh and parked at a friend's place walked over to downtown disney uh and i was there with my friend and we were asking security is like all right, no one's here. Is it cool if I just like hang out at the main gate? And they're like, I mean, yeah, the Esplanade's open. I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to be here first in line. They're like, okay, have fun. <laughs> yeah. So we were chatting. I was, we were driving up and I was chatting with you to make sure that we were going to the right place. Uh, we kept getting weird, different um, stories on how the queue was going to work and, and what that was going to be. So my, my intel got me word that the first thousand people in line were going to be put into a physical queue and then the boarding groups were going to start in a virtual queue after that. That didn't happen. Yeah. I had heard that too from someone uh, when I was playing boots on the ground and just kind of like, you know, trying to get as much info as I could, you know, so it felt like, you know, this rogue crew just being like, all right, what, what do you know? What do you know? Exactly. And I was getting bits and pieces from like different teams. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's going to be over here. It's like, no, no, it's going to be over here. I was like, mm. Well, yeah, because um, you know, I had heard that. And then uh, the, I, I got a tweet back from Disneyland today and they told me that toy story was going to go uh, be open at midnight. They never closed. So it was, yeah, they didn't even close. Very weird. Um, but we did finally get to the gate about, we got there around 1130. You had already mm-hmm. been camped out right on the, right on the gate, which was really cool. And then we, uh, we <laughs> laid out some blankets and some of us slept. I didn't, I couldn't. I got about eyes. a 20 minute nap in. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel, I, I, yeah, I closed my eyes for a minute, but I, I never fell asleep. No. And that was right at the end too. That was like right before we went in. Yeah. At 6 a.m. 
I have to say though, you know, we've done some campouts for um, Disney pins over at the Soda Fountain, or you know, oh, sure. or Deli. And you know, we did kind of the same thing where we would get out there about midnight, stay up all night, and then hope to get in with a pin, you know, a, a drawing for a pin because it's all lottery. It felt very similar to that, except for this one went so fast. We it didn't really feel like we were there for that long, and we were in line for six hours at the gate. Yeah. Well, you were there longer. Uh, but then once they opened it up at six, we went and stood on Main Street like a typical rope drop. And uh, that lasted for about 45 minutes before they put us out into the hub. It was chaos. It was it was a, a nutty time. It was. And everyone was cold. You know, it stopped raining by that point. But like you're already oh, you know, the rain. soaked at that point. The rain. Yeah. And I wore thick socks because I'm like, my feet are going to be cold. And they never Same. dried out. Never dried out. Yeah. They were wet the entire time. I got a blister on my foot. Tabitha and I were gimping around like, oh, it was so bad. It was just, but it, it was, was a fun not time. a good time at that point. We were all staying pretty positive. Well, except for Tabitha, apparently. And uh, <laughs> we, we were, <laughs> I couldn't feel my toes anymore. Yeah, no, it was rough. Um, but, you know, the, you know, we explained the boarding group kind of in the last episode, episode six. And uh, so with our experience, we uh, we were at the hub and then about what what time it was like 745 when they opened up the the spokes so we could go over to Galaxy's Edge. Was it, is that- yeah, it was like it was before like rope drop. They right. opened up because the hub was getting full. Was they so kept getting full. full. And so they kept having to like, OK, let's just go ahead and open. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, it was all just kind of uh, uh, staying staying in theme and going to galaxy's edge. Cause it really didn't matter where you were in the mm-hmm. park. As long as you were in the park, scanned into Disneyland, you could get into a boarding group. So we did end up walking over to the attraction, which may not have been the best idea. Cause Wi-Fi over there isn't terrible. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, 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 you kind of drops off in a few different spots. Um, but we also had how many people we had. We had what? 13 people in our group. Mm-hmm. And a few of us had the boarding group in our phones uh, yeah, but eventually we just said, every, you know, one person at a time. Cameron, you got the sc- the load screen to pop up. You hit boarding or you hit join, and we got in at number seventy seven. Yeah, which well, that was a thing. that was a thing. We had we had received word like you know they think of it like a Comic Con panel, like trying to get lottery for those tickets. Like you have like multiple browsers open, and so everyone was sort of just assuming it's like okay, everyone have everyone's passes on and like join group join group and then literally 30 seconds before uh eight o'clock i got a message from a friend that was like only one person in your group hit join group otherwise it'll split the groups that's right that's right like oh crap and so So only everybody stop (laughs) but i still i still feel like it's a good thing to have multiple people having if you're if you're with a boarding party yeah have multiple people open with it just in case the app crashes for sure because like whoever can hit joining group first yeah Yeah, because my app crashes every time i get to the gate it closes so so i i was just i was half expecting all of them to crash but uh, we we made it in because I think that day they were saying it was like 45 seconds that thing was closed. Yeah, it was, Which it, was, was it was okay. Today, you could still book a pass up until uh, park open, rope drop was nine. You could still book a backup pass by 940. Huh. Like, it was dead. Really? I mean, 
But then the attraction went down at 101 multiple times today, and they only got to group like 85, I think. That's such a bummer. So yeah, they 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 closed down. What time was that that they shut down today? Well, the park closed at nine. I think they just at one point they were just like, "All right, that's all that we can do," and then they just closed it down. But totally worth it. We we waited around. So you know, all in all, we were at Disneyland that day for we Tabitha and I were there for twenty one hours, which means you were there for almost twenty four by the time you left. It was a, yeah, it was a long night. Yeah. You made day. your own 24 hour night. Uh, but <laughs> you know, the, the meat of it all is, you know, we waited for, uh, it was probably around what, almost six o'clock. Is that what time it was when we finally boarded when our number got 545 45 is when it, when we finally got our call. Uh, so this is it. Like this is, this is the ride from here on out. So if you're still listening and you haven't been on the ride yet, this is time to jump off. Stop it. So the first thing I wanted to acknowledge was the boarding process, getting into the attraction was super easy. Yeah. Just like a max pass. Yeah. Uh, it was great. They confirmed the party. They, they, they kind of filter you in. And then, yeah, there's a scanning part a little bit further in. Yeah. And we kind of whizzed through the, the actual queue, the, the physical queue, which was, you know, good and bad. You know, we, we walked right, almost right onto the attraction, but you know, we missed out on uh, maybe a few picture opportunities because we were just flying through. That and like I, I've been on it four times, and I have yet to even open up the app to play like the mission right uh, in the data pad on the Play Disney app because yeah. I just I, I'm so focused on looking at everything. Yeah, and there's a there is a lot to look at. So you know, I work I. I really recommend slowing down because, you know, if there's not, if you don't mind people walking in front of you, it doesn't really matter. Once you're in the queue, you're in the queue. You're not going anywhere. Uh, but the first thing that you, you see that I, that I saw that was just so spectacular was that waterfall. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it kind of, to me, it was kind of reminiscent of like the jungle cruise. Cause you're, you're yeah. kind of walking behind it. Yeah. Backside, like, oh, of water. backside of water. I'll bet yeah. you. <laughs> no, it's, it's gorgeous. And, uh, the, the amount of care that went into the aesthetics of this queue is just amazing. So they've got, you know, it's a, it's a dugout basically. So you're walking through dugout tunnels and there's, you know, there's, wires hanging from the ceilings and there's uh one good thing that they did here which it will come into play at some point in time is they put benches in the walls yeah that's yeah. unheard of and i've 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 had friends that like the attraction went down for like 45 minutes so they were just they were like oh that's okay i get to sit right here in the queue like yeah. it wasn't bad no it was it's pretty cool I, I really appreciate what they did with the queue uh but then once you start getting into the more of like the inner inner layer of, of the base uh, you'll see the, you know, the typical star Wars light up maps. Um, it, it, it makes you feel like you're really there. And, and from there, it just, it just keeps getting better. It was um, pretty cool. I did get to see. Um, so where the fast pass line meets up with the regular queue. Yeah. Is right before the, right before the first show like where you see uh bb8 yeah there's that like one room with where you guys took the picture in front of the like star map yes um that you basically fast pass you walk through the arch up at the very front of rise of the resistance and then it basically walks you in front of the waterfall oh and then into that room like it's it's oh, okay. like like maybe 500 feet 
Oh, wow. Hmm. They get yeah, people on pretty quick, though. I, I mean, I anticipate once they have, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how long this boarding group thing is going to last, but if they ever have a full queue, like, it's, they can get people on pretty quickly because we, you know, we walked through, we took pictures of all the, the cool Star Wars, uh, you know, I can't say memorabilia props. Um, you know, there's blasters and thermal detonators and, you know, X Wing. Uh, uh, jumpsuits and just all this stuff. But yeah, then you get into that first showroom and this is where everything goes kind of sideways in your mind because then you kind of forget where you're at. You don't know if you're in real life or in a star Wars movie. Oh yeah. Um, this was, this was probably the best way f- for me. They could have introduced this attraction with, you know, our friendly little orange and white ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what was your, I mean, what was your first thought when you walked in the first time? I, for me, it was like, you know, I've been coming to Galaxy's Edge since opening day. And, you know, it's almost a year in the making and not knowing anything about this attraction, but walking by it, you know, every other day that I'm there and just being like, wow, there's so much back here. Like it, it was huge. Yeah. Even just the queue, even before like the showroom starts, like I was like, wow, there's so much back here and so much detail. Yeah. I mean, one thing you learn by the time you step off of that attraction is that stage is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I can't even imagine where it starts and ends. Uh, you know, if I didn't, if I wasn't looking at it, I'd, I would be completely lost. Uh, it, the stage is gigantic and they fit, and that being said, they still crammed a ton of content into this attraction. Cause what is it? It's like 15. What is it? How long, how long did they say it is 15 minutes to 20 something minutes, depending on like your experience with like the, the in, in. Well, and yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm kind of curious on where they actually start that timer. Like, is it, is it that first room with BB eight? And then to when you're stepping off of the attraction, right? Because that's that's kind of how it felt. Like even even when you're kind of halfway through, and you're sort of in a semi line, you're not really in a super long line. No, because okay, so let's let's give a little bit of explanation here. So you come into a. Um, you know, a portion of the the base, you're still in the base and BB-8 comes out to greet you. And, you know, he's there. He's alarmed in, for some reason. He gives you a very long explanation. A very long. He talks to you a lot. Um, you know, some people can interpret better than others. Tabitha knew exactly what he was saying, apparently. Yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, so BB-8 greets you and then you're, you know, a, a little bit into it. Uh, and I think that's maybe to get people into that area. Maybe that's why BB-8 talks so long. I don't know. What, you've been on it more than once. It is. So there, you can tell there's like strategies behind like, okay, this is a loading portion so that then we can get these people to funnel through. Like, cause there's two, there's two BB-8 rooms. Right. And they're loading one after the other so that, you know, then the next portion getting onto the shuttle, like, and then that sh- once that shuttle leaves, going so to the next. Like this is there's very, different parts, right? Yeah. So this is very reminiscent then of um, the foyer in Haunted Mansion. 
So it's kind of, it's a little uh-huh. bit, you're waiting around for one of the sides to open and then you have the show and the show starts. And this one is followed up with um, a very, very convincing hologram of Ray. Oh, yeah. No, I, I felt like I, I felt like I was seeing Princess Leia, you know, talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi for the yes. very first time yes. when I was seven years old. So I was like, this is a real hologram. Yes. I mean, there, the only thing that, that, made me realize that it's not a real hologram is just me being an adult and knowing that holograms are hard to pull off in real life. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I was like, okay, there's what Disney magic is there. It was so just so convincing. I'm staring at this thing and I, you know, I'm in awe because Ray is, I mean, you know, in, in some sense of the word standing right in front of you, this, this character from this movie that you just watched is, is standing right in front of you. It's, it's jarring almost how real it is. Well, and there's what I've appreciated having been on it a couple of times now is noticing like you're there's always something to look at. So like that first time I only paid attention to Ray, even though there were things going on on the screens where BB-8 was. um, But today when I was on it, I realized that while Ray is talking, um, what she is saying is being transcribed in Arabesh on the screen. No way. what little I know of Arabesh and like what couple letters I can pick out just really quickly. I was like, wait, literally what she's saying right there is, is going across the screen in Arabesh. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. That's really cool. And yeah. So, uh, it's at one point, um, who, who comes up on the screen? It's Poe. Well, you see, um, uh, Nim, Nim nub. Yeah. Um, from return of the Jedi. He he's there as like one of the pilots for the the shuttlecraft, and then uh, Lieutenant Beck is the Mon Calamar uh, alien uh, that is there, and then yeah, and then they bring on Poe and saying like, "Hey, I, I see you guys are the newest recruits. Like, good to have you with us. And yeah, let's get you in the face." So cool, and it just it, it, right away you're you are now part of the resistance. You are now part of the team, and it's it's you just feel like so inspired at that moment it gives you I a mean, sense of responsibility i know i was like I'm, I'm at work right now like i have to get this done i have to save the resistance yeah this yeah. was not a this was not a game to me this was real life in that moment uh and then so oh, absolutely so that really ushers you into the next portion of of the ride which is an out, insane you go from an uh you know from a building to the outdoors you're now outside and you're greeted by a, a beautiful x-wing well, that's the thing. We, we we had heard that you would get to see Poe's X-Wing somewhere on the attraction. Yeah. I, I never really knew where. I like, tried to peek through. I was like, I wonder if it's over there. I yeah. wonder if it's over there. And then you see it. And, and you're like, there it is. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then you like see BB-8 right there. You can kind of see his head in the, co- uh, the cockpit. And- yeah. Because, I mean, they, he is now, uh, you know, BB-8 is now, you know, he became kind of the storyteller for the beginning. He now mm-hmm. ushered you outside and he's taking you with him on this mission. He jumps in his x-wing now you got to go get on your shuttle transport which is where everything just kind of crumbles in my life man that was like and the way the way we acted like the the resistance person was like all right go go and we just ran yeah i mean bunch of troops it was so great there was an urgency there they're like get on your transport let's go 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 and we're we're hustling and we're trying to take in the sights of the x-wing and uh what was the other there was another craft out there wasn't there what was out there or is well, it just the there, shuttle? 
it's it's just the shuttle and the X-wing. There are like some crates off to the side, right? Uh, that you can see. Um, but yeah, it's just those two shuttles. Okay, yeah. So you get on this this uh, this trooper transport basically, and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's. This for if, so I'm going to give my advice first on this. Once you get into this this room, uh, don't don't stop looking around. I guess you know there's there's no a, yeah because you can miss a lot. If if I hadn't been like looking for everybody's reaction because I was so excited, I might have missed out on the fact that there was stuff going on in the back of the transport too. No, and that's the thing. I've now I've now ridden it towards the front in the exact middle and then towards the back. Uh, and then what I do appreciate is there's multiple screens from multiple different directions. So mm-hmm. for example, when you're talking, when you see Poe or um, blue five or red two, uh, like their screens and, and during the, the firefight, um, you know, towards the front and you're looking at Lieutenant Beck and you're looking out of the front viewport, you can kind of see them to the left and the right. But if you're in the back, you see them on screens. So like no matter where you are, you're, you see what's going on from there, but yeah, no, I almost completely missed out on the re- the rear viewport yeah. until my second time. I ran to that back part and just watched that. Yeah, and it's amazing. So basically, when you come into this room, you're getting onto a transport. The transport takes off. Lieutenant Beck is flying you, and uh, you basically are you know leaving Batu. At this point, you come under fire by the First Order, and there's TIE Fighters. Wait, was it TIE Fighters at that point? Yeah, the First Order TIE Fighters. Uh, so they're, you know, the, the TIE Fighters are chasing you. They're firing at you. You're taking hits. You know, they're, uh, your, your compatriots are in other uh, shuttles or, or X-Wings, and they're getting fired upon, and, and it's you're in a battle. And this is a very uh, Star Tours-esque uh, ride system at this point. So you're feeling every bump, every, every movement, every hit, and you're really in a, in a dogfight. But but not strapped down like we're but not we're strapped down. So it's it's not like super super bumpy, but it's enough to where you're like, whoa, like yeah, I'm I'm in space right now. Yes, because yeah, at one point all of us kind of just looked at each other and went, "Are we moving? Are we moving? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nuts. Like, and whoa. yeah, and that's a good point, Cameron. You're not strapped down. You're not tied to anything you can walk around the entire shuttle it's not huge but it's it's about the size of a star tours um uh compartment i'd right? say so yeah kind of um, that, that size shuttle but that was that's what was and there's there's areas where like like rails that you can like sort of hold on to right. and uh when my buddy jim and i were towards the the back of the transport uh we sort of like sort of like leaned our arms up against the viewport like we were kind of you know resistance fighters just you know casually yeah. on a true yeah. transport as you do right well and that's it's funny you, you say viewport you know that you're not looking at a screen when you're in there when you're when you're in this shuttle you truly think you're looking out a window oh yeah it's well and and at night it's it's nighttime and today I got to ride it during the day and it's daytime. So like no it, way. it reflects, it's just like smugglers run. Smugglers yeah. run does the same yeah. thing, but like it was a completely different experience. Oh, that's so cool. 
writing it during the day because then I could see more of Black Spire Outpost as we're flying away from it. Very cool. That's great. I can't wait to get on it again. I'm hoping to get there this I weekend. Know. But yeah, so you know, you take uh, you you're taking this uh, this shuttle and you get into a dogfight and then all of a sudden you know things start going south. You're in a tractor beam and. If you know, there there are a lot of things that I wish happened to me from the Star Wars world uh, as a child, as an adult. I never thought I'd get so excited about being caught in a tractor beam. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because <laughs> you really feel, you know, with all the environment and everything going on around you, you really feel like you, there's there's a sense of doom when when you find out that you're in a tractor beam. Yeah. Well, and you can kind of what I really appreciated um, the the Lieutenant Beck animatronic you can kind of see his sense of like fear like it's weird saying about an animatronic but that moment of like okay guys this is this is happening we're getting captured like don't don't say anything about the banks like yeah. we've tasked you with this yes. important thing don't spill the beans yes and, uh, and we were even yelling at each other like don't say a word like we don't know yeah, what's yeah, going to yeah. happen outside of this door yeah, do yeah. not say a word but you uh the you're talking about the expressions on his face that brings up a very good point these this is the first well the second i guess the second of uh many animatronics that you're going to see on this attraction they look so real oh yeah that, I mean, I couldn't even tell. There was one point, and we'll get to that when we get more deeper into the into the attraction. There was one point I thought it was an actor. I, yeah. I was I was I was shocked to find out that it wasn't. Um, so yeah, so you get pulled into a track tractor beam, and then there you are. You're on a you're on a first order star destroyer. Well, and this this is one of my favorite parts because now that I've done it a couple of times, everyone assumes that we're going to be exiting the door opposite that we entered. So yes. everyone's looking in the wrong direction. It's like yeah. when you get into a two-sided elevator, you know what side yes. you're getting out on. Yeah. You're like, Oh yeah. It's Obviously we came, we came in from this side. And so we must be going in out from that side. Right. And then it opens up and you turn around and you're like the same side. Not the you case. started on oh. the same side. You started. <laughs> yeah. That was, I love that you said that because we've been talking about this ride to as many people that will listen that have, you know, that have already been on it. Cause we don't want to spoil it for too many people, but that gets brought up a lot. What a mind trip that was because it's they purposely so put in those doors. They put those in knowing what they're doing and you get out on the same side, which it doesn't, it might not sound like a lot, but imagine you get onto a, a, this shuttle, you take a flight and then the door that's supposed to be an exit isn't a door. It's just, yeah. And all of a sudden you turn around and there's an and officer turn waiting and there's for an you. Officer waiting for you. Yeah. It's, it's, so the yeah the first order is just waiting with open arms for you to come <laughs> aboard and enjoy a, a nice stay aboard their ship, and it was almost frightening how great these cast members were. Well, and that that room alone is huge. It is, and it's so funny because it's it's such a. It's it's a backdrop, you know. There's not there's not much that goes on in there other than you know it's kind of a staging area, but it's it's a backdrop. And the the amount of space they took up to put in an entire platoon of first yeah. order stormtroopers, yeah, is insane. So well, and it's reminiscent of Return of the Jedi, very. when like Darth Vader visiting the second Death Star, very. the Emperor coming. Like that's how I felt. I was like, 
Whoa. Yeah, definitely this not a warm welcome. It was huge. it was insane. A huge room. I mean, how many stormtroopers do you think are in there? Easily, easily 50, maybe 100. Like, I mean, there's so yeah. many of them. Yeah, and the great thing about it is you walk in and you go, oh, look at these mannequins. Look at these... Look at yeah. these figures yeah, yeah, standing yeah, yeah. here, right? And then all of a sudden, one turns its head, and then another one shifts, and then another turns yeah. its head. And you're like, holy crap, these are real people. They there are, are people in <laughs> costumes right here. So, And you could tell me they were, and I would believe you, because it was so trippy how they just had these subtle little head twitches or turns or movements, and you're like, these are real stormtroopers. And they t- it, it, oh. it felt that way so much. And I appreciated, like they weren't all carbon copies of each other. No. Like some of them are different heights, yes. which I appreciated because this is, you know, this is beyond the clone wars and, you know, yeah. they're, they're not all the same size. And, um, but yeah, some of them, like one of them, like sort of like raised his blaster a little bit. Yes. Like one of them, like, I swear I was like looking in one direction and he just turns and looks right at me. I was like, Oh damn, he saw me. Like, yeah. ah. like <laughs> looking right through me. Yes, I know. And this wasn't the first time, but there were many times during this attraction that this noise was heard. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that, oh, was... yeah. <laughs> that, that Absolutely. Well, and what's crazy is, so I was able to go into this attraction completely spoiler free. Hadn't seen Same. anything except for except pictures that of room. that room. Even though I had seen pictures of that room, it did not prepare me for just how epic. Not that even room a little was. bit. Same. Not even a little bit. It, it was so... See, I saw that picture. Give me yeah, two, two dozen times uh, yeah. since um, since Florida opened. Walking into that room, it was as if I didn't even see it before. It was yeah. it was one hundred percent shock. And then then you throw in the fact that these stormtroopers are now moving. They're in motion. They're living creatures, and you're freaking just freaking out. Oh yeah. Well, I, I remember. You, I remember you specifically. We were sort of like shuttled off to the side towards the like interrogation room and we're down that hallway and i remember you being like this i i could not get on the ride and be satisfied like everything that we've experienced up to this point i did say unreal i i i I fully believed that i could have walked off the attraction at that point and been 100 percent satisfied yeah it, the immersion was just, we were on a freaking Star Destroyer. Yes. Like, yes. We were about to get interrogated by the First Order. Yeah. And, that, and you know, like I had said a bit, a bit ago, the dedication that these these uh, cast members have to the character of First oh, yeah. Order officers, bra- bravo. Hats off to the them. Training, yeah. The training they've gone through. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I it, hope everybody bravo. maintains the magic on this ride. I hope nobody gets jaded and stops you know, stops uh, presenting this character that they have built up because you would believe that you had, you know, the likes of general Hux talking to you because they were so rude. Yeah. yeah, Just so rude. And so, you know, they just, I mean, they could spit on you and you wouldn't even be upset because you know, they hate you that much because you're resistance and they're the first order. And it was just so, just so refreshing to see cast members like taking that much interest in their attraction. Cause you get it a lot around Disneyland, but you know, it's, it's just like any other business. There's some bad apples. So it was really good to see so many great cast members just taking it all in, playing a part and making you feel like you were truly, you know, about to be interrogated by the first door. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, and that, and that was actually the next portion of the attraction. You walk around and you're now, uh, 
being kind of pulled from your groups and put into it was chaos i mean <laughs> you're in interrogation groups after that well yeah because we had a group of 13 as we had said and they started like separating us and it was like but i want to i'm supposed to be with this person you know and it was like i don't know where i'm supposed to go but they were like if we don't get in care line. <laughs> i don't care get in line yeah i'm like oh yeah gosh uh, yeah, so, like face forward, like don't look at me, like yeah. you know. Oh, uh, memorize your color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And then they make you work. Memorize the color that you're standing on. I'm like, well, wait. What is this going to do? And what if I? Forget? Why do I need to know? <laughs> well, and, and I have to sort of skip forward. I've noticed um, because the 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 whole color thing is is so that you know which row you're on when you get onto the ride portion of it. Oh. And I've noticed that people don't pay attention to that. And today I experienced someone wanted to sit in the front. And so they just immediately went to the front. And then like the resistance person was like, wait, what color were you? And he's like, uh, orange. He's like, yeah, you're not in the right row, bro. Like, oh, get in the back. I didn't even like, notice that. Okay. Me either. I don't yeah. think any of us did no, the first time because we all were just like, it. hey, okay, we're yeah, running. We're great, getting in our seats. Fine, so we got to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're, you're basically at that point, um, awaiting interrogation and they are going to get the information out of you and they're not going to let you forget it. Uh, so once you're on your spots and they've break, broken you into your interrogation groups, you're taken into a small interrogation room and it is frightening. Oh yeah. It feels like it feels like an escape room with no windows, no doors. Like it yeah. is terrifying. everybody was trying to like pry panels off to get us out of the room. I was well, like, I don't think we're supposed to no, touch any of this so stuff. Because it was like probably the worst part of the attraction for it to shut down. And we actually broke down when we were in that room. And so uh, we all thought we were supposed to be doing something to get it to yeah, turn back well, because, on. Because, you know, General Hux comes out and he, you know, has some words with you. And then uh, shortly after that, you're first approached by Kylo Ren. And they're up on a uh, kind of a platform above the interrogation room. They are um, they're projected up there. So it's you know, it's it's as if actors are walking back and forth. Very realistic. And uh, I love the touch with um, Kylo Ren's um, uh, mind trick. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, how the lights go completely dark and you feel you the room. Feel the room. Shake. It like yeah. goes. It's, it's his, and I, it's so hard to exp- describe that sound, but his weird, jarring force noise. Yeah. The the it's like a your body's shutting down. It's like your whole <laughs> body echoes, and it was it was so jarring. Well, so we they come out and talk and say they're going to come interrogate you, and then everything is silent. No noise. <laughs> What's yeah. supposed like, to happen now? Uh, what do we do? And then uh, you hear there's some sort of breakout happening and you're being freed. And then uh, all of a sudden the door lights up as if it's being uh, um, melted open and then silence again. <laughs> and this silence went on for a while. The attraction broke down right at this point. So we're thinking this could be part of it. Maybe it's an escape room. <laughs> <laughs> 
such Which a was dumb the dumbest thought. thought in the world. Uh, and so, I mean, I literally almost pushed the button uh, by the door that said, uh, no, no, stop something. It said stop something. And I'm like, yeah, do we push this? <laughs> Where do we go from here? Uh, so, but, you know, I have to get it, give it up again to these cast members because they came in finally after a little while uh, after we had pushed every button in the building and tried to pry things off the walls. Uh, a cast member came in, came out but still as a first order officer and just made us feel even worse about ourselves, put us back on our lines. And then we ran through it one more time. Uh, luckily we got lucky. It came back up. So yeah, we, yeah. Only maybe a five minute delay. Yeah, would you say like, not a bit. it was not bad. Mm-mm. So we, un, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, whatever it was our first time. So seeing it twice was not a big deal. Uh, they ran us through the show again of general Huck's, um, and Kylo Ren kind of saying they're going to come and get us to interrogate us when all of a sudden the door is being melted open. It looked like I couldn't tell what they were trying to go for at that point because I didn't know what was happening. I couldn't tell if they were going for like a lightsaber effect or just somebody mm-hmm. burning through a door. Uh, like it a was, door. Well, it was that side wall. Yeah. Like it, if you didn't know what was going to happen, which we didn't no. originally. And so that's why when we see it, you know, cause it was just a resistance fighter that sort of like right. cuts open the wall. So, He's probably yeah. using some kind of like vibro blade or yeah. like some kind of, you know, some kind of thing that's melting the wall. Like, I mean, like we were all screaming. We were like, screaming. what the hell? Like, well, oh then, my God. Since we, seen, since we had seen the show once because of the breakdown, Cameron standing directly in front of this piece <laughs> of wall that starts the light up. It looks as if Cameron is burning through the wall with his fingers and then just, I don't, you couldn't have timed this better. You force push the wall away yeah. from you and slid yeah. it over and I was dying. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. It was perfect. It was I as if you knew I, this was happening. Well, and that, that was the thing. It was like, hey, well, we already know this is going to happen. I might as well have some fun with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, guys, I got this. It was, so, and if, you know, a, a lot of times people like to be a part of the show on attractions and you're like, Dude, you're <laughs> not part it. of the you show. Don't work here. Because they always want to ruin something. I have to say, watching Cameron literally burn through a wall with his fingers and then force push it away, it just added to the attraction. So I, think, I think Cameron has to be on every every board. I'll just uh, be the I'll just be the plant that's like, oh guys, I got this. Well, exactly. what was crazy? It's interesting how they sort of um, hold people in different areas. For example, when we first went into that room like general Hux, like there's a stormtrooper there and he's like, all right, we've secured the prisoners and general Hux right. came out pretty quickly. Right. There was another time I was on it where general Hux wasn't coming out. Like we were in there for a good 45 seconds before Hux came out and the trooper started like fidgeting. Yeah. That happened when, yeah, that happened. That happened, that happened with did. us too. Yeah. And it was um, funny because he's like, and it's something, you know, as 501st members, as stormtroopers would know, it's a I very could, familiar sound. I could hear the clicking. You could hear the clicking of the plastic. You could hear the everything kind of adjusting. All yeah. of the, the undersuit was kind of like, you know, it sounds like <laughs> leather moving and then plastic clicking. It was like, I know that sound. That's a real sound. Well, and today I heard a different delay in that room where like um, General Hux and Kylo get called to the bridge and then when you start hearing someone on the other side of the wall, like you hear the audio of like a resistance fighter being like, Hey, like give me the torch or like something like that. And then like sort of banging on the wall. 
we heard like an extended version of that where oh. they were like still trying to figure out how to get through. Like, oh. I guess they were still not quite ready for us, but you know, That's Hux so and cool. Kylo had already done their thing. Kind of, I guess kind of like how Hondo like keeps talking. He won't shut up. Like once you're done with the road, right. ride, he's like, Oh, this happens sometimes. And you're like, right. all right, we get it. We get it. We're just waiting to unload. Right. Right. We understand. <laughs> no, that's very cool. I love those little touches. Um, but this is where everything starts getting very chaotic because you, your door, your, your wall has just been blown off or whatever. Uh, and now you've got a resistance fighter that's like rushing you and like, you know, go, go, go getting you onto the, um, what are they calling these cars? Uh, I've been calling them the little like droid transport. Droid transport you've got full yeah. R5 unit like driving you. Yeah. So it's, um, two rows of four. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember now. Yeah. Two rows yeah. of four. And there's an R5 unit at the front that, that drives you. And, and there's like two different pods. Two pods. Yeah. Exactly. So 16 people. Oh, sorry. That's my chair. Uh, so 16 people uh, at one time. And you're kind of uh, you're not side by side the entire time, but you're kind of in this uh, Luigi's attraction dance where the floor is it seems like and i think this new this ride system now is the magnetized floor with the sensors. rfid rfid mm-hmm. um and so you're really just gliding almost like a hover car over the floor uh you're kind of going twisty turny around each other uh sometimes you're next to each other sometimes you're on completely opposite sides of a room and sometimes you're on opposite sides of a barrier yeah yeah that i got to experience the other side today okay so i got to see something else that happens and so is it split the, so we went on the front car the first time so you're saying you were in the back car i was in the back car okay um and i'll t- i'll talk about the differences when we get to that okay. point um but what i what i didn't ever realize remember when you first pull out of that room uh where we loaded you, we pass carts that don't have people in them, but they're like other droids, like talking. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I don't know why I didn't catch this the first time, I guess, cause I was just going crazy, but those are the ones that then go into that room to then load the next boarding party. Oh. Cause I was like, why aren't there people on that one? Like there's other rooms that are loading, but then I was like, well, somehow there's got to like, so that we sort of like switch places with those ones. Okay. And then the two droids are like talking to each other. Like, like, Hey, what are you up to? And, oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, okay, cool. So yeah. So, um, past that first room, you start kind of twisting and turning through the, you know, the first order, uh, star destroyer. And it's pretty quick where you're put into a, a larger room, which is, looks like kind of like a cargo bay kind of area. And you're, I mean, face to face with, uh, was it two ADATs? Well, before that, before that, there's the Imperial probe droid. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. There's it's the probe droid. A huge and, and scary. then, then you, you're sort of going like what looks like, okay, we're going to this hangar, but then there's like stormtroopers up right. above. That's right. And they start shooting out with you. They start firing at you. And there's portions of the wall that literally, literally disappear. Yes. So this is where your mind starts going. This is real life. (laughs) Blasters are real. Oh, yeah. Because they literally shoot their sparks and then literal pieces of the wall are missing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, did I just see that wall get shot up? 
And it's not, it doesn't look like blaster marks it, it, or it doesn't look like a blaster mark effect. It looks like blaster marks. Yeah. It was, it's, it was unreal. A trip. And so you're, you're now kind of on the run from first order stormtroopers, and you're, you're trying to make your way through, um, you know, navigate through with this R five unit, the innards of the, uh, of the star destroyer. And, and then, and then that's when that's the, that's the first part where you guys, the two different transports sort of split. Yes. Um, or no, is that before or after the ADATs? Uh, you split after that, the that's ADATs. after the ADATs. The one with Ky- when you see Kylo and Hux on the bridge. Yes, that's where you split. Yeah, because you're in that. Yeah. You're in a. You're in a, the first room. There's the. There's the. Um, you see the ADATs, and then you see. You, you guys, you, you see the adats. You split. You guys go up two different directions. When you meet again, is when you go up and you're right behind to see Kylo. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's so, right. That's so right. going back, so you 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 go through a room and you're first approached by a probe droid and you think everything's fine and then all of a sudden there's stormtroopers and they're shooting at you and they're making holes in the walls and they're the blaster marks look as if they are real and you feel like your life is in danger not really but you know what i mean and then that is when after that first round i think it's just a couple stormtroopers that's when you're in the room with the adats and these things are massive yeah they i mean whoa and every single time i've been on it there's like everyone's reaction is the same. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. They but, are. And it's massive. kind of short lived though, because I remember right after that, the stormtroopers come back and now you're getting shot at again. Yeah. And there's many. You're trying to, now. you're, you're trying to, you're trying to. So the first few times that we went on it, we, we sort of make our way towards the front of the, the left at, at, mm-hmm. and then, you that was another part of the ride system um you see that's that's the first time you see finn yeah he's hiding uh, behind the pillar the finn animatronic is yes. hiding behind that panel yeah so you you kind of get yeah, backed into so yeah so you're being fired upon by all these stormtroopers and you're backed into an elevator system like a now. Lift, it's yeah. a lift like you know like on tower of terror you lock into an elevator system it, it raises you up and yeah you look down to your left and, Finn, and this is the one I was talking about earlier. I was like, is that an actor? I thought it was a real person. Because Finn yeah. comes out from behind some barrels. He's dressed uh, in a, a stormtrooper uh, armor without his helmet on. And he's got a blaster. He's firing away. But I literally thought it was a real person. Yeah, I did too. And I'm, well, and that's, that's the portion of the ride where you get two different experiences. Our, our first experience, I think I like better. I think it was more... Uh, epic, mm-hmm. like because we we rise up and we're literally face to face with the cockpit of the Ada, and you see the Ada drivers. Yes, in the in the the cockpit's red, and it, it's there's a couple drivers in there. It's crazy. Yeah, and then that's when you're like the dro- the droids, like oh oh we gotta we gotta go we gotta go, and then you see the Ada turrets like locking on onto us, and everybody flips. <laughs> Everyone's like, no! <laughs> and then you just hear the adats firing at us and you see things all over just it's all going nuts. and i remember at this point i was cracking up because you know it, it, 
most of the time I'm, I'm like, Oh, you know, very serious. And like, this is really happening. But I remember at this point I laughed because when you look into the cockpit of the ADAT, there's the two pilots and, like, and they go, Whoa. like, I can imagine their conversation was like, Whoa, dude, there's, uh, there's people over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take them out. They're like, Oh my God, get them. And then, so I'm laughing because it was almost, it was almost comical. Their movements within the, the, the shuttle and we'll, oh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny. I was dying on that one. Uh, but so, yeah, so go ahead. And just, just before, so, and that, that's your, yeah, you're getting shot at from there on the other side. So today I got to, to experience, uh, the other side when you load from the, the back pod, um, you're going under that at like between, okay. between the legs and blast doors like close, like they block you off from that. So then you back up and you're to the right of the two ADATs and you get lifted up from there. Um, oh. before you get lifted up, you see Finn from a different perspective. Right. So he's like crouched down he's behind down. Them. Okay. Yeah. You shoot him from there, you come up, and the side of the same ADAT that the other one comes from, Yeah, there's, like, a, a First Order officer and a First Order, like, heavy gunner. They, like, oh. see us, and they point. It's like a screen. They see us and point, and the heavy gunner, he pulls out, like, a turret. Like, he's going oh. to fire on you guys. So you're not fired upon by the ADAT, but you have a heavy turret, like, coming at you. Very and cool. So then, then the droid's like, "Oh, we gotta get out of here." Okay, so you you said that about the droid. It, was he was he talking? The, well, the droid. I mean, nothing that we can understand. Right, but, but he it, was making noises uh, the entire time. He was making noises right. like he would turn and face us, like guys, we gotta get out of here. Okay, I couldn't hear in the second row. I couldn't hear any of his noises, or maybe I couldn't. I just didn't pay attention because I was so lost in. I'm everything. fluent. In There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, so I didn't hear those noises. So, I, okay, he is talking then. Well, when I say talking, I mean beep boop bopping. Um, yeah. Okay, so then, but at this point, so now uh, one side has gone up the elevator and been fired upon by the ADAT, and the, the, a wall in front of you as you're trying to escape is just, like, decimated. It gets blown up quite a bit. So then you're oh, yeah. saying the other car then joins up right around here. Yeah, that's where, so as, as you're coming around and you see the other car and then that's where we sort of like sneak our way onto the bridge. Right. And this is a really cool, okay. So it didn't work on our first trip, correct? Correct. Okay. So I didn't think that that was what was supposed to happen. Uh, cause I remember, yeah. Okay. So we join up, we're on two sides of a partition and we're on the bridge of, uh, a start, the star destroyer. And if you can imagine in your heads, uh, if you're thinking back to like, uh, rise of Skywalker or, um, or last Jedi, when they're on the bridge, there's kind of like a, a catwalk down the middle where you mm-hmm. get to the front of the bridge. And then on each side, there's, it's kind of like a little, uh, orchestra pit on each side. So we actually take our, our droid transports into the little quote unquote orchestra pits and standing in front of you is Kylo Ren and general Hux. And they're both looking out uh, into space from the bridge. What are they talking yeah. about at that part? I don't remember. Well, so going back to the interrogation room, Hux sees like an alert on his panel to the side. And he's like, we're needed at the bridge. And then they're coming. And then we see them on the bridge and Hux and Kylo are like arguing and Kylo's like, you need to raise the shields. And he's like, 
And Hux is like, oh, why? Like, why would we there's, do there's that? No, there's right. no reason. And then all of a sudden, Poe Dameron comes back with like an entire fleet of resistance fighters and, and, and spacecraft. And then Hux is like, oh, crap. Sound the alarm. Right. Like, oh, we gotta go. We gotta and they go. come in and it, th- that scene was really cool because it reminded me of, if you've seen the last, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the rest of Skywalker, uh, the part where all of the ships start popping in uh, to come in and save the day. It's pretty much that scene where just yeah. all these starfighters start popping in out of hyper, uh, out of light speed, out of hyperdrive. And it's, it's amazing how many they fit onto that little screen. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, that's when Kylo Hux, Hux like turns around and he's like, Oh, I see you guys are trying to escape. Not in my house. Right. And then that's when you back up. You're like, Oh crap. So at that point, Kylo, Kylo Ren turns around, right? We yeah. didn't see that part when we went. Yeah. He looks at both. Cause there's that partition in between both of us still. Yeah. Like where both pods are in the different orchestra pits. He turns to one and then turns to the other. And he's like, you guys are foolish for thinking you could right. like, you know, escape. Like you guys are crazy. Yeah. Um, so and we, then it's, we missed that part, unfortunately. Um, but mm. we did hear what he said because he didn't yeah. move. Yeah. So I guess the animatronic was down on that trip. Uh, but after that, uh, he kind of chases you, but now he's run like basically running at you with his lightsaber out, uh, <laughs> uh, Vader choke fit a hand out at, you know, outreach at you. And he's kind of chasing you at this point. Well, in that effect, I kind of got the same feeling when you see, um, oh gosh, is it Mac? Uh, what's, what's Lightning McQueen's truck's name? Yeah. Yeah. Is it Mac? Yeah. Like on radiator racers, when you're coming down inside for the very first time, and then you see Mac's lights come on for the very first time, you're like, whoa, that's yeah. a very big trunk right there. Like yeah. the way those lights come on, like that was very like, whoa, what's going on? And then, yeah, yeah to see Kylo activate his lightsaber right there. And he's at coming you. at you. Like, and we were oh. we were all like, whoa, like, oh, he's coming at us. Like, it's coming. And luckily, yeah, we then back up into that elevator. And and the door closes, right? Yeah, but, door closes, you're like, oh, phew. But this is where it gets even more frightening. Oh, this was terrifying. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. I mean, so yeah, we're, we're in this elevator, like, you know, going down and then all of a sudden Kylo's lightsaber comes down from the ceiling and starts cutting a hole, literally cutting a hole. It's, it's, it's there. Yeah. It is cutting into like, the elevator. I can't. Uh, the only way I can really describe this portion of the ride is imagine a lightsaber <laughs> Cutting a hole in the ceiling. I mean, that's the only way you can describe it. It was there, that is exactly what was happening. If I didn't it was know better, terrifying. if I didn't know better, I I could imagine I could see that as being a real thing. Yeah. If I didn't know better, it looked very. real. It looked so real, and you're was, looking up at this lightsaber like that thing could cut my head off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really bummed because today the effects wasn't worth like oh, we got no. to the elevator. And the saber and the hole is already there, but the uh, saber's not on. So, like, like my friend that I was with, like, I just, I didn't, I just didn't point it out. 
Yeah. We were just like, oh, we're just on an elevator. And like, oh, this is weird, like, thing sort of sticking out from the ceiling. But like, it didn't really matter. I was like, well, yeah. oh, man. Like, that takes away from like that fear part. Well, it was frightening. I mean, it was really, you oh, yeah. know, it's it's a scary portion because you're, you're looking at this thing that cannot be real, but it's, it's happening right in front of your eyes. It's a lightsaber yeah. coming through the ceiling, cutting a literal hole. And the, the way they pulled off the, this effect, I, they, I mean, it was the most superb effect. It's my favorite part of the whole ride. It was so cool. It was so cool. And I, you know, it's funny, like thinking back all the different parts, it's like, okay, it can't get any more epic than that. Like this, this is just, they're throwing yeah. so much at us. Yeah. And then the very next Think room, again. you're like, yeah, I was like, oh and then you're face to face with God. Kylo Ren again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So this is where it gets kind of, um, almost, uh, I mean, this is where it, it's like the, it's the, it's the scene in uh, in the Rise of Skywalker when the the Emperor opens up the ceiling and you can see kind of hope is almost lost because your your crew is being fired upon and your ships are being shot down and you're seeing all this happening through this huge huge window as you go through this corridor and there's Tie Fighters shooting down all of your resistance ships and uh, and you're actually uh, almost being hit by giant turrets that are firing from the Death or from the uh, Star Destroyer. You're literally playing cat and mouse with these three giant turbo lasers. Giant. Like it fires and it kicks back. And then the droid's like, oh, okay, here's yeah. my window. I'm going to go through. And then another one fires and you're like, oh, crap, we just missed it. Like, yeah. And the way uh, they pulled off this effect to make it look like those turbo lasers are actually firing outside of that that opening is just, man, the thought that went into this attraction is just, it, it just, it never stopped. Right, right. Uh, but then you're finally put face to face with Finn. Well, not face to face, but um, he's you see him on you see him on a panel, yeah. Which I did find. I was trying to find it. I was talking to my friends in Orlando. There's a hidden Mickey on that panel. Oh, on Batu East, and okay. I got a I got an exact location of where to find it. I did not see it on Batu West. Okay. Um, I wanna I wanna look at that that panel where you see Finn. Uh, that's where I was told there's a hidden Mickey. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know because that's uh, put the kid on that one. Yeah. Put the kid on that one. So we can do hidden Mickey's with the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edition. That's awesome. Like um, but yeah, so at this point, so from, from the point that you're on the bridge until, you know, up until right now, you're in this like fear mode, you're being chased. You're, you're trying to outrun Kylo Ren, but it didn't work. Now you're face to face with him. He's standing right in front of you. And he's big. And he's big. And he's playing DJ with the cars. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, kind of like hovering. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he's got his hands out and he's control. He, you know, you're and you can he's feel the, the, the cars moving. He's, he's using the force. He's pulling the cars to him, but we're you know kind of escaping from him. But he's doing everything he can to use the force to pull the car to him. But luckily, escape. Escape. <laughs> well, you hear you hear the incoming Tie Fighter that's like spinning out of control, yeah. and you're like, "Whoa, that's weird." My friend was wearing mouse ears, uh, like Mickey ears, today, uh-huh. and that effect, bl- like the ears, blew off. No way. Yeah, because it's the effect you're facing Kylo, and then the Tie Fighter like knocks out 
the the part the of the ship that's directly behind him. Right. So there's like high powered fans blowing behind us towards him yeah. as if we're being sucked out into the atmosphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boy, was it realistic. My friend's ears literally like she had to like catch them as they were falling off her head. That's just that's insane. And it's a fact. This yeah, this effect was was brilliant. It it really felt like you were being sucked into space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that's how you you break grasp from from Kylo, right. and because he's he's he has to now figure out. He's like flailing about. He's like ah yeah. crap, and he takes a. It's hard to see if he like takes a hit or not, but a wall kind of collapses right in front of him. So that's what really uh, gets you out of harm's His way. Grasp. Yeah. So you pull out, and uh, you know. Uh, what happens in this next room? This is where I get a little bit iffy. This is the, this next part. It's literally where the drop pods are. It is the yeah. drop pod. So okay. You you load you load into these drop pods. You can hear it locking. Which in. is so funny because you know what's coming. Yeah, you're like mm, you're like I am now on a drop system. This doesn't feel right. So yet another yeah. system on the ride, and you know what's yeah. happening. Yeah. And and just. Well, and have you watched the last episode of Imagineering Story on Disney Plus? We did not. I, I made Sean turn it, it tonight, off. <laughs> actually, because... So they they show that mechanism. Okay. Um, I'm okay. really glad I waited uh, to watch this last episode because they show that mechanism. Okay. You don't you don't physically drop that much in that moment, but the way that they angle it and the and what and you the see screens. in the viewport, like. That's oh my so crazy gosh. because you know the, the show of it is you're now in a in a in a escape pod and so you lock into this escape pod and it drops off of the ship and you feel and you're out you feel it <laughs> and then you bet you're bouncing you're getting out of there you're getting out well, of there. you can see you can see lieutenant back in the in one of the pods like across the ship yes. yeah his drops yeah. right before ours does yeah yeah you see him drop you're like Oh, we're we're dropping, and that's what gives you that like impending your tummy doom. feeling. <laughs> oh man! No, it's that effect was so a cool. Great feeling. Yeah, Ugh. and this is what kind of gets you to the point where you've now dropped out um, from a uh, in, into an escape pod. You're off of the de- the. I keep saying Death Star. You drop off of the Star Destroyer, and you head back, and to you're heading back Box to Box Hill. And but on the way, there's some resistance because there's TIE fighters coming at you. You're still having to fire out on people and it's hectic. It's it's like, hurry, 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 hurry. I can't get out of here fast enough, but there's a lot of things in my way. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on. You finally sort of crash land back onto Betu. And this is another fun part of the attraction because you land, you get out of the escape pod and you're you're outside. outside. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. baffling it's, you're you're back out there yeah and and it's like you know it's it's almost as if like hey what took you so long because you're you know there's a crew member and you're just kind of like hanging out like hey guys we we made it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um no no one saw the star destroyer yeah up, were you in, not space were like, you not here like, for that or what happened <laughs> so but yeah you're back on the on the base and you you end up outside and um uh you can tell that the um Actually, no. Oh, yeah. You you come face to face with that with um, Beck's pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see his like you hear Finn being like, wait, where's Beck? We got to find Beck. Right. And then like his 
yeah, his pod sort of comes to life and you see the an- another animatronic comes yeah. back and you're like, wow, great job, guys. Like, yeah. And it's just so magical because you, you end up outside of where you were. You have no idea where you just ended up. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm back. I'm, we made it. We did it. Um, so you have a little bit of a uh, resolution there and it's, you're just at the, you're just so, I, I remember stepping off of the attraction and just feeling like, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where I ended up. Right. And I love that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cause it, it exactly. gives you that whole, I just transported to another planet feeling all over again. Well, it was like after going on star tours for the first time in a long, long time when, when it, when you end up back in star trader and you're like, Oh, Hey, look where I ended up. I'm in a new place, but being outside with ship wreckage and a crashed shuttle and you know, your, your fun friend, uh, back and you're like, Oh, you made it too. We all made it. We made it out alive. We we completed our mission, you know, there's a sense of, of accomplishment at that point. Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) it's funny. You still somehow end up, by a gift shop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you exit. Like, out I never, it, I never thought about it that way until I stepped out. I was like, "Oh, I'm at a gift shop." <laughs> I actually ran into. I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was like, "It's funny because you know, exit through the gift shop, but you know, in just a different way." And it was so. It was just so funny to realize where you do end up, and it's it's between those two um, outdoor kiosks uh, at the edge of uh, Galaxy's Edge on the. Um, critter countryside and it's so it's so funny you're like oh we can go shopping still it's you know I, every everyone that i talk to about this attraction i tell them like i could literally like you could literally listen to this podcast and have everything spoiled for you but it will not prepare you for just how epic it feels you're my friend 100 uh, accurate there my friend met me today and uh the very first thing that we did like as soon as she got here i was like okay let's go let's go we got onto the attraction and she stepped off and was like i mean we were literally just standing there for like 10 minutes and she was going like wow like i think i can go home now yeah what i was like (laughs) do you want to go ride on something else she's like why why would i (laughs) she was like uh, you know the, what she was talking about it's like this is the next level for disney yeah. like yeah uh, like imagine you know they mentioned this in the imagineering story like imagine a hundred years from now like what the attractions are going to be like you're going to be literally <laughs> shot at you're going to feel every blast because you're going to be wearing oh, yeah. vest. well and i just talked to sean about this last night like after experiencing that i can't imagine what they're going to do with avengers campus yeah oh so speaking much. of speaking of there's a uh, there's a, a small chance that I might get to experience an attraction on it at some point before it Ooh. opens. I don't. I don't. That's all I'm gonna say because okay. I don't know and I don't want it to not happen. But well, I don't hope it does. Across. I hope it does. That'd be awesome. Keep us posted on it, that. It just it may have something to do with the fact that someone heard that I'd been on the Falcon a hundred times. Oh, and they were cool. Like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you get noticed by Disney or people around Disney because mm-hmm. of something like that, you get really fun stuff. Um, so fingers crossed. No, that'd be awesome. But, um, you know, so personally, and, you know, I, I don't have a problem admitting things like this, but in the, in the attraction, before we even got to the main show, I cried twice. Oh yeah. I didn't have anything left at the end. So I was just more in shock. (laughs) 
I couldn't say anything. I couldn't speak. I was just in awe and I was staring off into nowhere. But apparently everybody else in the party was full of tears. No. And that's a lot of people. I was I was weeping through the queue, like just just the 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 grandeur of it all. And there were a couple of moments where I was getting teary eyed, but then like stepping off I mean like I dude, I was ugly crying. Like it was so overwhelming. It was. At one at one point, I mean, everyone had sort of like stopped crying. I was still crying like ten minutes after the attraction was over. And I walked over to a cast member that was sort of running the queue and I was just like, dude, can I give you a hug? Because like <laughs> you just blew my mind. That's so funny. Like, you, he was like, dude, I get it. Like, here, bring it in. And like we just had that moment where I was like, man, you get to be a part of this all the time like you know what it's so funny and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this to you for the first time because you know now that i'm thinking about you know what happened after the attraction sure we're all kind of standing around and everybody's you know teary-eyed and we're all so just enthusiastic about what just happened and we're so hopeful for the future of disney and star wars franchises and i look over at cameron and You had this look on your face. You were crying. You had tears running down your face. And you had the look on your face of Clark Griswold looking at the lights that had just been turned on in Christmas vacation right before Cousin (laughs) Eddie pops up. And I was like, like, look how proud he is. He is so so proud. I, I, you know, growing up, huge Star Wars nerd here, like, you know, just playing make-believe, pretending to be a part of, you know, the Rebel Alliance or being a part of the Empire and, you know, fighting, playing lightsabers with my friends, you know, like I, I wasn't on a, on a ride. I was a part of like the Star Wars universe. And that's, that's how I saw it too, man. I, you, you, you can't help but feel like you're in something. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so funny to say, and we have, you know, everybody, any of us, Disney or Star Wars people have that friend. That's like, I don't get it. I don't get what you're talking about. How do you even like, what, how could this make you feel that certain way? I tell you, this ride made me feel like a child. It made me feel like I had never seen Star Wars in my life, like I knew nothing about anything. But at the same time, I felt like I was a resistance fighter and I felt like I was going through this mission trying to escape Kylo Ren in real life. And it's, you know, people can call me crazy all they want, but it they Disney did such a great job with galaxy's edge in general to make you feel like you've completely stepped out of your your real world on earth and you're now on a a distant planet and you're you know part of this make-believe story like it's there's so much reality to it it's so immersive that you can't help but feel like i'm in this oh absolutely absolutely yeah and i mean yeah the first couple of preview days of going to back to it was like I'd forget that I was at Disneyland. So the, the land as a whole, absolutely. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But then finally getting to, you know, this, I feel like this was the climax for galaxy's edge. Yeah. Like this, just the, the, the icing on the cake. Yeah. This blew everything else out of the water. Yeah. And it's so funny because, um, you know, we, we talk about this a lot. Like we could know every secret about it and it's still going to be shocking. It's still going to be amazing. And it's still going to be awesome to us. Um, you know, knowing what we know about the rise of Skywalker and knowing how that ended, 
and still being able to go into this attraction, which is kind of in the middle of uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So, you know, Kylo Ren is still the bad guy. Rey is still a resistance person. And, you know, there is the true resistance versus the First Order. Knowing what you know from the movie, you forget about it. It doesn't even matter anymore because you're now in this story. And it just like that. The whole ending of the new movie is moot because now you're you've gone back in time into this period where you're still fighting the First Order as a resistance fighter. It's crazy. Yeah. And we yeah. knew it was coming. <laughs> That's the craziest part. Uh, it's it's just getting goosebumps nuts. thinking about it. Still. I know. It's so crazy. And I'm so I'm so happy that we got to experience that together because, you know, I've been a Star Wars fan for as long as I can remember. I'm forty now, so I remember seeing, you know, most of them in the theaters. Um and, you know, being able to uh you know join you, you know, as a brother and sister right uh, in the 501st legion as costumers and then being able to find you know another commonality in our in our loves of disney and then being able to to experience both things at the same time with you was so much fun and i'm so glad that we got to do that together and it was such an epic day you know rain and all it was such a great amazing day because again 21 hours we were there and this was the ultimate icing on the cake, the ultimate cherry on top. Well, and it was so, you know, yeah, yeah. People were like, dude, you, you don't have to get there that early. I was like, yeah, but we were the first ones in the park. Yeah. And, and then like, yeah, we didn't, we didn't go, we didn't get on the attraction until like five forty-five. but like that day, it was just such a fun day. Like we yeah. got to ride all these attractions cause it wasn't like super crowded. We had to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It like, was a good time. It was just nonstop. And then the, that was the climax. Yeah. Oh, and, and we got to, to drink that. amazing hot chocolate twice that day. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> that right. Hot so good. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was such a, such a treat. And it was, um, it was, I keep telling people I couldn't have even imagined this. So my expectations were, 100% blown out of the water. Uh, no, 100%. They, I, they couldn't have even, I, I couldn't even imagine anything like this. So I'm, I'm really pleased by it. I'm so glad we got to do this together. It was such a blast. And, and uh, thanks so much for doing this with us. This is something that we, yeah. so, you know, as well as anybody, this is something we've been super, really passionate about um, for the past month or so. We're getting a lot of, a lot of listens, a lot of subscribers, a lot of really good feedback. We're trying to, you know, adjust our, our show as the listeners see fit. And, you know, a lot of people are going to want to listen to this one because it's just such a hot thing right now. And I wanted to be able to talk about it. So thank you so much for being here with us, dude. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And and thanks for joining me in line for that crazy day. Yeah, dude. And we love you so much. And we're so excited to be able to keep our Disneyland journey with you uh, alive and happy. It's going to be a blast. You know, whatever the future has in store for the parks, I know that we've got great friends like you to enjoy it with. Oh, yeah. Anytime. It's my backyard. Yes, absolutely. So (laughs) on that note, you know, this was this was a a long, good, a long time coming. And I'm really happy that it happened. We've been planning to do this episode since we got since we were um, talking about the podcast yeah yeah (laughs) we've had this one planned since the beginning so i'm so glad it finally happened i think now is as good a time as any to do our quote of the week yay um this is one of the more classic and well-known quotes by walt it's one of my favorites i love it 
I got to pick it this week. Yes, you did. Thank <laughs> you for picking. It's mm-hmm. a great, great quote. Here it goes. Laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. Dreams are forever. I like it so That's much. so good. It was just so hopeful. I love it. There's always, a, there's always room for a Walt quote in your life. So hope this one brightened your day. Me too. This is it. The end of the show. Hmm. We had a good time. And as always, we want to thank you so much because without you, this show would not exist. Mm-mm. We do this for you, folks. Uh, we're having a great time and it's a great adventure and it's such a great little journey we're on and we're going to keep doing it. As long as there's a Disneyland to explore, we're going to give you the news. Heck yeah. But if you have any comments or questions or any stories that you want to share with our audience, please email us at magiconmainstreetpod at gmail.com. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram. It's at magiconmainpod. And we've got all kinds of stuff going in and out of that Instagram. Uh, Some of the stuff is more timely than others. So like I had said earlier, you might want to just turn on your post notifications. It's one notification. It's not going to hurt you. Also, we've got a few subscribers. We're so excited. Again, thank you so much for supporting us. But if you would like to become a Patreon subscriber, for as little as $2 a month, you'll get early access, never have to listen to an ad, and you'll also get a monthly entry in our drawings every month. That's as low as $2 a month. You can find out more information at patreon.com slash magic on Main Street. And don't forget our calendar. We made a really cool calendar for you. It's really easy to subscribe. Just check out the show notes. Just click on the little description there. There's going to be a link to our calendar. Click add all, and it's going to add all of our uh, events to your calendar. Good stuff. You don't even have to write anything down. We do it for you. Mm-mm. But lastly, if you could just take a few seconds and throw us a review, it would be so helpful. And also, if you haven't subscribed already. What, what you, you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Now, <laughs> now's, the, now's the time. We'll wait. Go ahead. Did you do it? Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, but make sure you help spread this magic with all of your Disney love and friends. It's really easy. So on behalf of Tabitha, Daniel, Kenzie, Cameron, and myself, thank you so much for listening to the Magic on Main Street podcast. And we'll see you real soon. They savor the challenge and promise of the future.